We are learning Chelek Yudzayin, Pashas Metzayra, for Sicha. And we're using the Lashon Kedish version of the Sicha, which is available on the website of Project Likut Sichas. In Aposuk, Veloka HaKeni Dama Oshem, Enos Nakeni Alkut Ezen Hamitar V'Gemer. The Torah describes how the Kayin is Metahir Metzayra. So the Torah says that the Kayin needs to take from the blood of the Oshem and place it on the tnuch oiznamitaher, on the tnuch of the ear of the mitaher, of the person who is becoming toher the mitzero. Hetig Rashi's tebas tnuch, Rashi takes the word tnuch from the pasuk and makes the bramaskel, upiresh, and he explains. What is tnuch? Says Rashi, gather em tsoishabaizn. The middle piece in the ear which is called uh, in English tragus. And this Tnuch says, Rashi Tnuch Le This is unknown to me, hasn't become known to me. Uh, and the Paisrim call it Tendrus. The Paisrim are those the interpreters of Torah. Um, we'll address that later in the Sicha. They call it Tendrus. That is the Rashi on this pasuk. We have to understand. Granted, the word Tnuch is an unusual word in Torah. But on the other hand, it's not the first time we find this word in Chumash. It is already found earlier. First, in, in just one Pasha before, in Pasha's Tzav, and really already earlier in Pashas Tetzave. We are saying it's more than that. The Pashas Tetzave, Peter Shrashi Tevazu. And when we open up a Chumash and we go back in Pashas Tetzave, Peter Chavtes, Pasuk Chav, Rashi over there actually already explained what the word Tnuch means. Over there he says like this Tnuch, who has chus for emtsoi, shebetoi choezen. That's the middle cartilage, within, which is on the inside of the ear, shakirin tendrus, which is called tendrus. That's how Rashi explains it back in Pashat Tzitzab. Ve'im kein, me'achar sh'rashi, k'vash kosu pirish tevas t'nuch le'el. Considering that Rashi already explained the word t'nuch earlier in Pashat Tzitzab, madu'a hutzrach l'achzer al perushikam. Why does Rashi need to explain it again in this week's Pasha. And we know that usually Rashi relies on Perushim that he explained earlier on the Chumash, especially when it is just an explanation of a word. So once the Ben-Chumash Lamikra knows what this word means, there's no need to explain it again. And on the other hand, Im yesh If for whatever reason, Rashi cannot rely in this instant on what he already explained in Pashat Tzabah. And there is a need to explain it once again. When it's mentioned again in Pashat then Rashi should have already explained it another time in Pashat Tzab. So he explained in Pashat Tzabah. The next time it's mentioned in Chumash in Pashat Tzab, Rashi doesn't explain it. Count Pashat he explains it again. So really, he shouldn't need to explain it all together again once he explains in Pashat Tzavah. But if he does, then 
he should have explained it again in Pasha's Tzav as well, and not waited till Pasha Shmini. We should be able to explain it as follows. Shom be Pasha's Tzav, Higdim Rashi betchilas inyan, kolo inyan azed de Pasha's hamiluim perash bevata tzav. Let's explain the, the context. In Pasha Tzav, HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Moshe Rabbeinu how to inaugurate the Mishkom, the Shiva Semehamiluim, the order of things, the various carbonists that need to be brought, including also putting from the blood of the carbonists on the Tnuch of Aaron and his sons. And when it comes to Pasha Tzav, Pasha Tzav records when it actually happens. How the Yidin, Moshe Rabbeinu, and Aaron, and the sons of Aaron, and Bnei Israel actually inaugurated the Mishkan, and part of the telling the story, the Torah tells us that Moshe Rabbeinu put from the blood on the Tnuch of Aaron and his sons, and also the thumbs that we're going to talk about later on. So, when Rashi starts explaining in Pasha's Tzav, the Chanukah Zahamishkan, the Shiva Zemehamiluim, says Rashi, as an introduction, that all of this, of Pasha's Miluim, I already explained in Pasha's Tzav. So therefore there's no need to explain again the word Tznuch either. Once it was explained already in Pashat Tzabe. And Ashi is referring to that in the beginning of the retelling of the story in Pashat Tzab. So Rashi has no need to explain again the word Tznuch either, just like he's not explaining everything else either, once again. But in this week's Pasha, but in this week's Pasha, where the word Tznuch is in a totally different context, in the context of a Metzoiro, here Rashi feels the need to explain it again. But that still doesn't really explain it. It is clear when we look at the Rashi over here that Rashi's intention here isn't just to explain the word and the meaning of the word Tnuch again, like he explained it already in Pasha Tzitzabah. How do we know that it's not the same? Shaharei, we observe the following. In addition to the questions, what would be the need to explain it again? He already explained it. He already asked that question. And even if for some reason there is a need for it, Rashi doesn't have to go into the details. He could have just quick, briefly explained it again. He could have said, the middle piece in the ear. Just like in the same passage afterwards, that it says the word boyhen, boyhen means the thumb. Over there in Pashtetzabe, when the word boyhen was mentioned the first time, Rashi explains, it is referring to the thumb and the middle section of the thumb. And in this week's Pasha, Rashi just, he repeats the concept 
but he doesn't get into the details. He just says that boyen means gudo, the thumb. So likewise here, Rashi could have just briefly repeated the pirush that it means tnuch perikom tzoy sheboizen gedrem tzoy sheboizen. The perushay kam hoisiv Rashi veshino mi perushay beparshas tetzavo. In addition to that, Rashi, besides for these questions, Rashi also adds on and changes from the way he explained it in Tetzabah. How so? Shekosav, he writes, He writes that the Loshin Tnuch is not known to me. He doesn't write that in Pasha's Tetzabah. Beis, he writes also, The Poisrim call it tenders. And in Pasha Tetzabah, Rashi doesn't write that. Pasha Tetzabah, he just writes, that Shekhoirin uh, Tendros, it's called Tendros, he doesn't write, the Poistim call it Tendros. So this compels us to understand that Rashi's intention here is to explain a new concept in the word Tnuch, and the understanding of that is necessary in this week's Pasha. Gamzarech Lahavin, we also have to understand, Aleph, Maya, Kabon, Vedivre Rashi, Loshen Tnuch, Lenei When Rashi says that the Loshen Tnuch is not, has not become known to me, what does he mean by that? Im Ritzeinu Leima, Shtein, Beloshen Tnuch, Mashmol, Shezeu, Gedrem, Tzoshe, Boiz. If Rashi's intention is to tell us that the word Tnuch does not have in it the meaning of gedrem tzoyshe ba'ezen. But still, that's what it means. There are many names of things in the Torah that there is no obvious connection between the thing the name and then and the name. The name is describing something, but we don't see necessarily where the connection is between the name. And it seems just that's what it's called, and that's what it's called. And we don't see that Rashi should, in all those cases, make that observation that how the name is connected to the thing, I don't know. Rashi doesn't bother with that. That's just the language. That's what the, the word means, and that's it. The after pasuk even in this week's in in, in this same pasuk, tevas boyin pirish pirish Rashi gudo. Rashi explains that the word boyin means gudo the thumb. Lekosab loshem boyin li leinedali. Rashi doesn't write that the word boyin is not known to me. Although he doesn't explain how does the word boyhen mean gudal, Rashi just tells us this is what it means. That's what it is. So why, when it comes to tenuch, does Rashi need to bother telling us this? Besides, for what is he bichlal want with it? Also, the way he says it, this is a very unusual terminology in Rashi. 
In numerous places in Chumash, when Ashi says that he doesn't know something in Pshat of the Pasuk, Ashi always says, or some similar wording. It's not that I don't know. It hasn't become known to me is an unusual terminology that we don't find in Chumash. In Rashi. When Rashi says that the Paisrim, the interpreters, call it tenderous, what does Rashi mean? That this is the translation of the word Tznuch. Now, if that's what Rashi means, why is he saying which is again, Terminology that Rashi does not use anywhere else in Chumash. <coughs> Rather, in Rashi should have said, like he always does, <coughs> that in other languages it's called tendrus. Why does he say the Paisrim call it tendrus, which is not the style of Rashi in Chumash anywhere else? <coughs> Now, one might think that Rashi is saying because Rashi did not know how this word is translated into other languages. So Rashi say, I don't know what it means in other languages, but I found some other Mepharshim who explain it to mean tenderness. So the Rebbe negates that idea in the brackets. It is difficult to say that this word, out of all other words in Chumash that Rashi translates, Rashi didn't know on his own what is the translation of the word Tznuch. And he needed the help of the Poistrim, so to speak, to tell him or refer to them that they translated as tenders. Dalid. Even if we'll find some type of explanation why Rashi doesn't use the usual terminology Balaz like he uses all over Chumash, still, why would he use this very unusual terminology that the Poirisrim referred to it as tenderest Poirisrim? means interpreters. Rashi could have used a more common term that Rashi employs in other places as well. Rashi, similar to what Rashi uses sometimes, Menachem ben Sruk Pireshoi, or Chibroi Bechulu. The Medaktikim, they explain it to mean this or that. So Rashi refers sometimes to Rabbi Shadashin or to Rabbi Menachem ben Sruk. And Rashi will use the term Pirshay. He explained it. Or Chibroi. He connected it or explained it. Poisrim. Why does he use this term, Poisrim, which Rashi does not usually use? Bahabir Becholzeh. Explanation is as follows. Kavonas Libre Rashi kan uloshit nukle neidalim. He shall be shall mikre dark shall pirushash beter as Rashi is coming to negate the pirush of teras kernim on this post. 
אשר על פיו מובנס השייכס בין תנוך לגדר אמצעי כדי לקאמן ספרי. דתוילס קרנים actually does explain how the word תנוך implies or how in that word we have an implication and, a, and, and the meaning of the gedra im tzoi shabo'izen, that part of the year. Kedelakam Sifei, the Rebbe is going to quote the Teras Kandim in Sifei, but I think it makes it easier to understand if we just briefly say what the Teras Kandim says. We'll read it in, in the Sikh afterwards. In, in Teras Kandim it says that the word tnuch really has two words in it. Toich and nuch. Toich means the inside, and nuch means the top. So the Tereskenim says, Toich, you think that you're going to put it into the ear? So no, it says Noich. Noich means the top of the ear. The top of the ear, you might think the helix of the ear, like the top part of the ear. So it says, no, it says Toich on the inside. So which can have both? the toich and the noich, that is the middle part, which on the, on, on the one hand, it like goes to the inside. On the other hand, it's not the inside, it's on the top of it. So the Teras Kernim explains how the word tnuch actually has in it the meaning of the middle part of the ear, that gedro tzoi, which is called in English the tragus. And The Rebbe says here, well, let's get back here to the beginning of Subdalad, that Rashi, his whole pirush on this word tnuch in our Pasha is to negate that pirush of the Teras Kermit. Me'acha shebiru zeshel ha-Teras Kermit eina al-pipshutu shel mikro due to the fact that the Teras Kermit's pirush does not fit with pshutu shel mikro. So Rashi negates that pshat of the Teras Kanim by writing that the Loshen Tnuch, the wording Tnuch is something that is not known to me that it should mean that. But I'm just telling you that it means that. In other words, although the Teras Kanim does explain how that word implies that part of the ear, Rashi doesn't accept that. Now, all over Chumash, there are many words in Torah that Rashi explains, and Rashi does not usually bother negating all kinds of Midrashim or all kinds of other Biurim from that the other Mephoshim of Torah explain. So why should Rashi feel the need here suddenly to negate it? Also, why does he negate it? So we're going to get to that later on. So the reason why Rashi has this need to negate the Pirush of Tereskanim, although Rashi's derech is not usually to negate other Pirushim, rather Rashi usually always begins right away The, the, to explain the Pshut Shamikro as is, without addressing how Halacha and Medrash and other styles of explaining the Psukim view the Pasuk. 
ומפני שכמה וכמה פירוש רש"י בפרשתנו ובספר היקרא בכלל מקרם בתרקן. The reason why this is different is because many of the פירוש רש"י in this week's Pasha and really in ספר היקרא in general but specifically in this week's Pasha מקרם בתרקן. They are sourced in תרקן. כפי שיציין רש"י עצמו בכמה מהם as רש"י himself refers to in numerous Rashi's in these parashies that this is explained further in, in Teras Kanim. But Seirim is more than that. But Pasuk HaKoydim, in the very Pasuk, right before this Pasuk, Hevi Rashi has Cholosesh of Pirushim in Teras Kanim. Rashi brings the beginning of a Pirush from Teras Kanim. Vesiyem, and then Rashi does not quote the whole Teras Kanim in that Pasuk, Rather, he just concludes, and so on, as you can look it up in Teras Kanim. In other words, looking at Teras Kanim, and over there you'll see the continuation of what I'm writing here. Now, this Rashi wrote one possible before this possible. So if that is what Rashi just told us in the previous possible, to look up in Teras Kanim, for the continuation of what he started, So if the, the learner will see that where does Rashi take it from, that Tanuch means the Gedrim Tzosh he takes it apparently from the Teraskanim, so therefore, the learner might then think that the explanation for why Tnuch refers to that Gedrim Tzoshabaizim is also due to what the Teraskanim explains. So to make sure that we should not think that way, Rashi right away says, but why Tnuch means Gedrim Tzoshabaizim is not known to me. To clarify and to ensure that we should not think that Rashi accepts in Pshutash al-Mikro the meaning of the explanation of the Teras as the Rebbe is going to explain further on in the Sikh. And based on this understanding, two of the questions that we have raised before Fall off right away. Aleph Signin Rashi Bloshen Tnuchle Noidali. He said that Rashi says Bloshen Tnuch is not known to me, which we have asked. That's like a, a, a strange wording, not Lo Yodati or something like that. And Beis Hatam Shlekosu says in Parshas Tetzave. And also, why did he write that in Parshas Tetzave? Because Ein Rashi Yochel Leima Bloshen Tnuchle Yodati. Rashi can't use the usual terminology. I don't know. The word tnuch, sharehu yodeya pirush loshen tnuch pirush atayaskanim. He does know a certain pirush how tnuch means the gedrim toshe boizim. Rashi is aware of what the teraskanim explains, so he can't say I don't know. He does know. Eloshe pirush selin noida. Nevertheless, Rashi says that this pirush is has not become known, meaning in the sense of ein hakoraboy. Rashi doesn't acknowledge it. That Rashi doesn't accept it. Kepirush mekubalu masim as an acceptable 
Pirush that he can incorporate in Pirush Rashi. Li, Rashi says, Li. For me, this is not acceptable. Meaning, because I, Rashi, took it upon myself to explain the Psukim based on Pshuta Shal Mikro and Pshuta Shal Mikro exclusively without incorporating any other styles of explaining the Psukim. Rashi is very faithful to the Derech of Pshuta Shal Mikro. It's for me, for my style of Pirujan Chumish. The Pirush of Teras Kernim is not acceptable to me. So Yodati, Rashi can't say Lo Yodati, I don't know. He does know what the, what the Teras Kernim explains, how Tnuch means the Gedrem Tosh However, it's not acceptable for me to incorporate that Pirush into my Pirush on Chumash. And that explains why Rashi adds on these words only in this week's Pasha, and not the first time he explained the words in In addition to the general fact that Rashi's Indian is not to negate other Perushim, including Perushim of Chazal, that come from the Chelek Halach of Teira, but different it is in our Pasha, as we just explained, because Rashi himself keeps on referring to Teres Kernim, and in the very Pasuk right before this Pasuk, the Rashi sends the learner to Teras Kernim to see the follow-up of his Pirush, and therefore you might see also what it says on this Pirush right after the next Pasuk, and you might think that Rashi learns trap the same way. That's what compels Rashi, and that's why not Rashi in this case has a need to negate a pirush, although normally he doesn't negate pirushim. Mashenki Pashtitzavah Rashi didn't have that need altogether. But also, in addition to that, Harabedivri Razal Alapos Pashtitzavah, Leimotzinu Birbe Mechil Tevechul Aloshintinu. Also, over there, we don't even find anywhere that somebody should explain it. The Mechilta, which is the, the, the Tanoim Spirush on, say for Shmois, um, doesn't explain over there Tnuch to mean Toich and Nuch, as the Teras Kanim explains here in Pasha Shmini. So, therefore, in Pasha Tzavah, Rashi doesn't have the need to negate it. And in this week's Pasha, he does. So, what does the Teras Kanim say, and why is it not acceptable in Pirush Rashi? You might think that the Kayan needs that the, the motion needs to put that the Kayan needs to put the blood on the inside of the ear mamish, Talmud Lomar al Noich. Therefore, the Pasuk says Noich. If it means Noich, Noich meaning the top part, we're gonna soon see why. So you might think that it's referring to the helix of the ear, the top part on the top of the ear, which actually Targum Unculus translates it to mean that. Talmud Leimar Toich. Therefore, it says Toich. Talmud Leimar Toich Noich. Inside of the Noich. So which one is it? Hokeitzad. Says the Teoskanim Zegedrohem Tzoy. It's the middle piece that sticks out and covers the opening to the ear. So the Mepharshim 
explained and numerous mefarshma which are referred to in the footnote. So they explain that the Tzadkanim intention is to explain that the word tznuch isn't just some random word that refers to this part. Rather, that the word tznuch has meaning and is made up of two words, so to speak. It's referring to Lashon Toich, the inside, which means the inner part. So why does, is there a Nun? If, it's, if it means Toich, it should say Toich. The additional Nun, we find many words in Lashon Kedesh. There are many words that sometimes are written with a Nun and sometimes without a Nun. For example, we're going to see later on in the Sicha, the word anofa, which comes from Lashon Af, anger, but it's written sometimes without a nun and sometimes with a nun. We're going to see that later in the Sicha. And Miloshen Noch, it also means from the word Noch, Choymas Anoch, like it says in, uh, in, in, in Amos, Choymas Anoch, which is like... Um, the, the, the wall, and it has an anoch on it. An, anoch is the, like the level that makes sure that the, the wall is straight. Plummet. And um, which is referred to, referring to something which is on the top, on the higher part. Umasha tables do aleph. If it's coming from the word anoch, so then why is it written without an aleph? And over there, there is no tof. If in Amos, there is no tof there, and here, Tznuch is with a tof. But we find in other words in Lashon Kedish, where sometimes it's written with a tof, sometimes without a tof, sometimes with an aleph, sometimes it's not an aleph. So the word toich, and noich are both found in the word tenuch. Bekamu bekamu tevis betanach motzinu shenesepus lasheres hateva is aleph oitov. We find in many words in, in Tanakh that certain words sometimes to the sheres we add on the letter aleph, and sometimes we add on the letter tov. Vazay mashmos hateva yishem dober. And when you add on the aleph or the tov. Then it becomes a thing on its own, a, a description of a word of a shame dogger, not just a, a description, but this is how it's called. As Rashi explains the word Hanoch, like for example, the word Tvuno, which Rashi explains means. Mevin understanding one thing from another. That's the word tvuno. The tvuno is a word that stands for an action which is mevin understanding one thing from another. And due to the fact that the word tnuch has in it both perushim, toich, venoich, so because it has both words in it, both toich and noich, 
So it's a combination of both, and it means the gathering tzoy. In order to ensure that we shouldn't come to think that that is what the meaning of the word is also in that hapshat. And why might we think that that's the meaning of pshat? Because we might compare this to a precedent in last week's passion. Bifrat the pirush rashi shmini, where it says shanofo. Rashi explains one of the birds is called Hanofo. Says Rashi that Hanofo is a Dioraxonis. It's a Dio that is an angry type of bird. In other words, Rashi sees in the name of this bird, Hanofo, the idea of anger. Like Af means anger. Rashi, in other words, acknowledges and incorporates this in his Pirush that sometimes certain words in Chumish are sometimes written with an additional letter, a nun or another letter, and sometimes it's written without that letter. So in order to not make that mistake, that likewise it is over here that the word Tnuch is from Loshon Teich and Loshon Neich and a combination, and that's why it's Gedrem Tzoi. Therefore, so that we shouldn't think that because of Rashi, Loshon Tznuch, Dali, Almenas Lish Le Kanal. So Rashi wants to negate that, and therefore he writes that the Loshon Tznuch, that I don't know. It means that Gedrem Tzoi, that Rashi agrees with. But Loshon, the Loshon of Tznuch, that is not known to me. Because what the Torah's canon says, that doesn't work for me. That's not acceptable to me. So the question is, why not? The reason why Rashi doesn't accept that. When we have a word that sometimes is written with the nun and sometimes without a nun, he now holds that when we have such a word, although it is the same word that sometimes is written with a nun, sometimes without a nun, but the meaning is different. It's not just random that sometimes we use it, with a nun, sometimes without a nun. No. It's because the pirush of the word actually changes when it is with a nun from when it is without a nun. Yes, it shares a certain common uh, denominator, there is similarity and there is also similarity in the meaning yet still the meaning of the word is different based on if it is with the nun or without the nun. How do we know that? The proof for that is like this. The Ruach HaPecho the, the wind of your nose, literally, says Rashi, it is the air that comes out from the two nostrils of the nose. That the Torah speaks about Hashem's, so to speak, although Hashem obviously has no body, but 
um, the Torah will use terminology of a human king the Torah will use such terminology, human terminology, so that the, we should be able to relate to it. <clears throat> when a person is angry, air comes out from his nostrils. And likewise, in other psukim, where it says that smoke rose up in his nose. And likewise, when it says that from the wind, from the air of his nose, they will cease to exist. And for that, it says also in a different posture that for the sake of my name, I will be patient and delay my anger. When his anger comes down, so then his breath is longer. And when he's angry, his breath is shorter. And so on. And Rashi concludes, and likewise, anytime the term af and charoim is brought in the Pasuk, in, in the Tanakh, this is what I will explain the meaning to be, that the Torah is just using human terminology to explain the concept. But what do we see from this Rashi? We see from this Rashi, that although it is true that the word af has in it the meaning also of anger, like for example, we just had in Pasha Shmini, in the word but you can only really translate at to mean that when it is written together with the word ruach or oshon or arich neshimosi but if you just have the word af alone, then af doesn't mean anger. If it just has the word af, it means the nose. It doesn't mean anger. Therefore, Rashi is not comfortable in a pshutishal mikro perspective to say that tnuch means toich. And likewise, Rashi can't accept in Pshutish Mikro that Tnuch should mean the word noich, which is Reim Vigoiba, a high place. Like the meaning of the word In addition to the changing from an Aleph to a Tov, the word anoch doesn't mean a high place. This, this tool called a plummet to ensure that the wall is even, that is not, that doesn't mean reim. The word of an anoch is this tool called a, 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 a tool, a, a plummet that ensures that the, the wall is level. 
it's a string with this weight, that is used to check the, how smooth and even the wall is. The connection to height is only due to the fact that this tool is placed on the top of the wall. But it's not that this thing by definition means so therefore Ash is not comfortable with saying what the Tehaskanim says, that Tznuch is connected to Anoch, and Anoch is connected to the top of the wall, and therefore that should mean the top of the ear. That is too many steps. That's too far-fetched. Because Anoch itself doesn't really mean Goiva. And also that the letters aren't exactly the same. So therefore Rashi in Pshutish Mikra is not comfortable with accepting the Pirish of the Teras Kyan. So I based on all the above, we can also understand the Lashna of Rashi that the Pesrim Refer to it as tendrous. The local shenu pashat tzabe shekerim tendrous. He doesn't write like he writes pashat tzabe. What is called tendrous? No, he writes that the poisrim call it tendrous. Inyan ha poisrim, while derech inyan pisrin achalayim. What means poisrim? Interpreters, like someone who knows how to interpret a dream. Kefishalamadun leel bechumish breishis. We find that term in chumish. That the Sarah Mashkim of Parai saw in his dream the three branches, Apostle Yosef, and Yosef explained to him it's referring to three days. Likewise, in Parai dreamt about the seven cows. Yosef interpreted to mean seven years. What does the word peace in there for mean? Although in the dream, he didn't see days, he didn't see years. But Yosef interpreted to mean that. What means interpret? He revealed and pointed out the meaning of the dream. That is referring to three days and seven years. In other words, that the job of a pacer, what does it mean to be a pacer? To find the common denominator between two things which on the surface are not really similar. Valkane, and therefore, so now we understand that after Rashi made already his statement that the word, the lotion of Tnuch, is not known, has not been known to me. In other words, what is he saying with that? Like we explained, that from a perspective of the comparison between and the words doesn't really fit. So in that context, Rashi now continues but the poisrim call it tendrous. What does it mean, the poisrim? Elu ha poisrim umashrim al shaynes du lezu. 
the poisim are those that know how to compare things which on the surface they don't seem to be similar, but they are able to find the similarity anyways. According to their Pirush, there is an explanation to the wording Tnuch based on the comparison between the words Tnuch to the Tevas Teichanuch. So these Paisim Oimrim, Shezel Gamatam, Sheloshin Laz, Shelosnuch, Hitendrus. Says Rashi that based on this style of Paisim, of bringing comparisons, although they're not similar, it also explains why it's called tenderus, because tenderus also has tnuch in it. In their pronunciation, there is a similarity. A few of the letters are found in the word tenderus as well. So the comparison of the wording that is also found in the last. So you might ask a very obvious question. How could it be that in the time of Rashi, a non-Loshan Kurdish word, a word of a different language, should somehow be connected to the word in Chumish and Loshan Kurdish? But that's not a question. We actually find even more than that in Rashi's Pirush explicitly in Sefer Dvarim Pasha's Dvarim. The Pasuk states that the Tzidonim call the Chermoin, the mountain in Eretz Yisrael, they call it Syrian. And the Amiri Calls it sneer. That's what the Pasuk says. Pirish Rashi. That who shelleg beloshen Ashkenazu beloshen Knan. That sneer, Syrian, that is snow in German and in Knan language. Hainu Shem shelleg beloshen Ashkenazu beloshen Knan. This man Rashi, Hoyakishmei befiho emerim. So this is something that is brought down in Chumish. And Rashi observes that this is the, the, the root of the word is also in German and in Lashon Knan in Rashi's time. That even today, snow, both in German and in English, is similar to the word sneer. It's called schnee in, in German or schnee in Yiddish, which is a dialect of German, and snow in English. So we see that Rashi has no problem with saying that certain words that we find in other languages could have evolved from a word in Chumish, in Lashon HaKedish. And the fact that we find that similarity means that there's a connection. And that is the idea over here also. So basically, the word tenders in the time of Rashi comes from the shayrish of the word tznuch, which we find in Chumash. <coughs>
from the inner secrets, uh, the Hasidus types of teachings that we find in Rasha. Kabbalah explains that the cause for Negoim, for all kinds of Tzoraz, comes due to the removal of the Oyr HaChochmah. When the light of Chochmah is removed, then a Tzoraz can happen. Because a Metzayro Chazal tells us is compa- compared to a dead person, to a dead body. And it says in Iev Yomusu that death is connected to a lack of Chochmah. So the Alter Rebbe in the Kutatera explains this, this concept that Kabbalah says, what that means in Avedas Ha'odom, in our Avedah. Moichin de'imo, chinas bino, his beininus begadlus ha'beira, meireres pa'odom ava bepinas rotsa. Moichin, the intellectual faculties of a person, are subdivided in Chochmo, Bino, and Das. Chochmo and Bino are called in Kabbalah Abo and Imo, the father and the mother, because Chochmo is referring to the initial spark of wisdom of understanding. When a person is trying to understand a, some a concept, an idea, Sugiing a mother, he has difficulty with, so he thinks deeply about it. So first, there is like that flash, that lightning of understanding, but it's not yet explained. He can't yet explain it properly. It's just a light bulb. It, uh, it, it comes up, he feels there is clarity, but it's not yet tangible. So that's called Chochmah, that's Abba, who gives the seed. And then Bino, that is already the developed understanding from the spark of Chochmah, and that is called Imo, the mother like in the Moshul, develops a baby. Um, so, Chochmah is called Abba, Bina is called Imo. So, it says in Chesidus that Moichin de Imo, Pchinas Bina, is referring to his Beininus Begadlus Habeira. When a person contemplates the greatness of HaKadosh Baruch which is detailed contemplation, it's not just a spark, it's, it's really processing the understanding. That his Beninus will awaken within a person a love for Hashem in a style that is called Rotsoi. That comes from Nebuasi uh, Cheskel in the Merkava that Cheskel and Avi saw. It says that Malochim are Rotsoi Vashoiv. They rush forth and they settle down, come back. So it says in Chesidus that Rotze Vashayv is in Avedas Ha'odam as well, and also in the Malochim, the Rotze is the yearning to go out of oneself, to connect to Hashem and leave the confinements of the Gashmis to the world. Shayv is the coming back, the returning, the settling down due to the realization that Hashem wants us to be in this world and do Avedas Hashem in the physical realm. But the initial yearning to cleave to Hashem, to leave our confined reality and become one with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that is the Rotsoi, 
And that results from the Hisbeinenus Chinas Bino in the greatness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Lotzis mi mitziyuse velirtzis li kolobelekus to go out of his mitziyas and to want to become one with Hashem. Moichin de Abba but Chochma brings out a different point. Chochma shalemailo mi Bino it is a level of Chochma which is above Bino and that is causing a person the opposite. It is not what I want. It is what Hashem wants for me. The realization of the Chochmah brings a person to become fully nullified before Hashem. That will result in a movement of returning, settling, coming down into the world. Not the soul expiring and leaving the body. Rather, the Kabbalah soil and the Bittul to do Torah and Mitzvah, learning Torah, doing Mitzvah down here in the physical world. Where does the Torah come from? It comes when there is a lack of Eir HaChochmah. When a person is lacking this complete bitul of chokhmah, which results in a lack of channeling the rotsoi to the right direction. It is a positive thing that a person has this rotsoi, this yearning to connect to Hashem and go out of his limitations. That is a positive um, feeling. However, it needs to be channeled correctly. The idea is that once there's a rotsay, we should then have the shayf following it. But if there's just rotsay without a shayf, it's lacking the realization that I need to bring that rotsay into my learning Torah and into my doing mitzvahs. When there is only the Isbeinunus of Ima, of the level of Bino, that Rotsay, that powerful yearning, can allow to, for some nourishment for Klippa, for the opposite of Kedusha. Like if someone has a very excited davening and he goes to high levels of uh, ecstasy and uh, excitement and godless hakel in the middle of his davening, it can then result in the person having a very strong awareness of self. After davening, he feels that he's on the top of the world and he feels like he's a, a big guy. Adli Slavus built a sometimes that excitement can actually lead to wear off. He shall he would utilize that excitement in negative expressions, which is very bad. So what can rectify this nega? This is called what Saras is in Avrida Sodom. So how do we rectify that? How do we fix that? A koyan fixes that. 
The coin mamshik is er achachmo. A coin is mamshik chachmo, as is explained in Kabbalah, that coin is chesed and levi is gevura. Yisrael is tiferes. Chesed is rooted in chachmo. Gevura is rooted in bina. So coin, who is called the isha chesed, comes from chachmo. So coin is mamshik to er achachmo. And from that comes the fixing, the tara of the Negoim. It pushes away that nourishment of the outer forces, of the negative forces, which is the opposite of Kedusha. As is explained at length in Chesidus. Now there are two parts in the process of the Tarot from the Kain, through the Kain. First, there is Vahuval Akain. It should be brought, the Tzoras or the Metzera should be brought to the Kain. And then there is Vyotza Akain, the Metzera has to go outside of the camp, and the Kain has to go out to the Metzera. Kedele Taknes, even on the Goyim, ain't daibam shokas era chokhmu keshele atzmo, Vyotza Akain Vakulu. It is not sufficient that the Kain should just draw down and bring down this Eir HaChochme, and that automatically will take care of it. That's not enough. It is needed, and this is needed really as the prerequisite beforehand. There first has to be the stage of which means the Tikkun cannot be superimposed that the Kain just reveals Chochme and that's it. In the place of the Nega, in the place where the Metzera is, in the level of Bino, we have to be metakin and rechannel the Rotze to the right place. The Tikkun has to be in the Rotze because Hanefesh, the Imo Bino. That strong, passionate desire to leave the confinement, that in itself, in that place, we need to fix it. That Rotze, should be linked and should be fitting with the shayv. Shabom itzhab chinas kein chokhme. Ubiyachad im la'acha pulas atikun berotzei. Once we have fixed the rotzei and reframed what the rotzei is meant to do, then then can happen the second stage of the koyen Bringing on the era chokhme, which is the amshachas era chokhme, we make the imo hamevatelus at the shoris on the goyim. Once we bring them in the era chokhme, that will prevent the future from there ever being again a situation of a nega. That in the future, when he'll have a rotzei, it will not ever be again in the wrong style. It will always be fitting with the shay. But first, we have to fix the place where it already has happened that the Rotze was in the wrong manner. And both of these parts of the Tara process are alluded to in Rashi here. The Kain has to put it on the Tnuch Oizen. That is referring to the Hamshacha of the Eura Chachme, Nosanakein. The Kain gives. What does he give? He gives Chachme. That's on the Oizen, 
Shmiya Vizbainanus in the Mechin of Ima, in the Oizen. Oizen is Shmiya, hearing. Hearing is understanding because Chachma is seeing and Bina is hearing. Because when you see something, you see in one flash the entire picture. Shmiya, you have to hear slowly, slowly. You hear more and more and you get more and more of, of an understanding that is comparable to Bina. So, Nosan HaKoyen, the Koyen gives Chachma, but we're on the Tnuch Oizen, on the Bino. And Rashi writes that this Loshen Tnuch is not, has not become known to me, which means that that this process is something that is which means this is not something that happens by default just by bringing down the Amshoche from Moichen the Abba. Benokad Rashi Loshen Loi Noida and Rashi refers Loi Noida. He doesn't say Loi Yodaiti because he's talking about Loshen Nifa, something that happens by default as a passive. Yediyo Pauloshi Meelo Vomimeelo, an automatic thing that happens by default. Veloi Loi Yodaiti. Rashi doesn't say I don't know. He says Loi Noida. This is not something that happens. By default, by being mamshich de rachachma, elotzarich li is tchilat tikum bevgam emoichin de miimo, because you need first to be metakin the the blemish that happened in bino in the moichin de imo the bino atzmo al derech mashet tshuva tzicholis poisemakim just like we know in the concept of tshuva the tshuva has to be in the same place in the same setting where the sin happened the first time, and the person is again in the same setting, and refrains from sinning, that is proper tshuva, as the Raman explains. So similarly, uh, in the concept over here, that the tikkun has to be, to be in the mokim hapgam in bino. And Rashi alludes to this, to this tikkun in the place of the, uh, in the place of bino, by saying the poisrim, what is poisrim? Toichnal derech anal the pisn chaloimis sheyeshnom beizin yonim hanirim bichitzenius keshenim zemizeh. That when we have what is a pisn like we explained before about the interpreters of dreams, that there are two things which on the surface seem to be very different from each other. A pisn hugilu pirush tochnom apnimi amikashal ma'adam, and the pisn is the revealing that underlying theme that somehow. Brings the two concepts together. What does it mean in Aveda in our situation? We have to be poiser the Hispaninus of Bino. We are faced with a situation where Bino brings about this excitement and this yearning to leave the confinement of the body that comes from Bino. That that rotzei should be the way it should be based on the kavana pnimis, the inner intention of the rotzei. And afterwards, and then that rachachma can then be brought down onto the tnuch. Then you can bring down from Chochmah not only on the Bino level, on the Tnuch, but you can also bring it down to the thumb of the hand and the big toe, which is 
symbolizing the kiyum amitzus b'maisa b'yadu b'regel. That's already not the midas and the avas Hashem that come from Chokmah Bina from these beinunus, but the actual the hand and the feet symbolize the actual deed. And then the whole concept of Negoim will totally be bottled and the Kain will be Mechaper and the Metzera becomes Toyed.